Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. week of october and once again that's the sound of rock cracking you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net and i gotta tell you last week wow what kind of rock was cracking and we have more that's going to go on this week i'm sure but just talk about last week what well the investigation by durham uh, the special uh, appointed a prosecutor to investigate how this Russia hoax ever started. Well, now it's going into a criminal investigation, meaning he has subpoena power, means that some somewhere it looks like a crime has uh, happened. And so uh, you hear Democrats poo-pooing that and saying, oh, it's the attorney general being uh, political, wanting revenge. <laughs> Isn't that sweet hypocrisy <laughs> that they did this whole two-year Russian hoax investigation and, and they don't want the investigators to be investigated? Well, 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 I, I'm telling you, uh, the Democrats and the liberals and the press that plays along as the, as the uh, wingman for the leftist agenda – uh, the mainstream media it is appalling and and actually it really turns the stomach to think that we have americans who claim to be free and independent press that just presses for one political party there's nothing about fair and balanced in the mainstream media nothing when it comes to what's going on with president trump and just look what happened last week president trump if if you had been there, there was a an award given to him by the uh, African American organization made up of uh, Republicans and Democrats that wanted prison reform, wanted bipartisanship to put out prison reform. President Trump did that. They gave him an award in South Carolina, and a lot of the Democratic presidential nominees came to be a part of that award ceremony, and they. President Trump stayed on stage for over an hour. He gave a speech. He brought up members of uh, well, people who had been in prison who were out because of the prison reform that he signed into law. And he shook their hands. He hugged them. He kissed them. And he let them speak. And they said, thank you, Mr. President, for your part in this. Now, what is racist when people say and they call that President Trump is a racist. A true racist does not want to be on stage with somebody of a different color. They don't want to hug them. They don't want to kiss them. They don't want to shake their hand. That's a racist. President Trump did not do that. 
I just wonder what the presidential candidates who call him racist, what they thought is this, who is this President Trump that gets along so well with the African-American communities that he was celebrating on stage. But that is one of the things that the mainstream media, you obviously didn't see it if you watch mainstream media because President Trump is not playing the stereotype that they want America to think he is. But that was last week, just last week. I hope you're seeing some of that. If not, better go on YouTube and watch it. President Trump did an absolutely wonderful job. And he said he was going to put the award in the Oval Office where everybody could see it. That is a man proud of what he's done for the African-American community. And that's with all the antagonism that's being thrown out by the left wing. Well, this week, <laughs> we I went to a, an event not too far from where I live, outside of Oxford. That's the home of Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi. But there's an event held out there uh, two or three times a year, and a, a political event called Good Old Boys. And it's very... It, it has made up a lot of conservatives, but anybody as a candidate is allowed to speak and, and shown respect. And the majority there were probably Republican candidates the other night. <clears throat> I remember there was a Democrat I know well. He was spoke and did a very good job, and he was applauded for the things he said, what an office he's running for, but shown all respect. But one reason there was a big crowd there because the president's son Donald Trump Jr. was there. And so we're going to play a little bit of speech in a little while on the show. But before we do, I got to tell you, where is all this impeachment stuff going? Where is it going? And what's President Trump saying about it? Well, this week, President Trump's coming to my hometown, Tupelo, Mississippi, where we do this show. There's a Tupelo rally in the state of Mississippi. Why? Because there's an election coming up in Mississippi, and there's a tight governor's race. And the governor's race involves uh, Tate Reeves, the lieutenant governor. He's a Republican. He's been on our show. You can go back and listen to when he was in the primary. We had him on exclusive right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And he stands on conservative, strong principles. And he is uh, being helped by President Trump. And we hope that people will get out and vote and get this man <laughs> into the governorship because, wow, could you imagine a Democrat appointing judges in Mississippi if, if our, something happened to one of our U.S. senators where they would actually, uh, we, we'd have a Democratic governor who would appoint a Democrat to the U.S. Senate from Mississippi? Wow, you know, I think Mississippians are waking up and understanding the importance of this election, and they will get out and vote. If you're listening to me, you live in the state of Mississippi, or you have relatives or friends in the state of Mississippi, make sure they get out and vote on November 5th coming up. And I just I just want you to know that uh, President Trump's coming into town. I'm proud he's coming into town, and we'll give you some detailed on-site reports next week about President Trump's trip to Tupelo, Mississippi. But Don Jr. was here last week, so we're going to play a little bit of him in a minute. But we're talking about this impeachment. That's why we'll hear what President Trump has to say at a Tupelo rally. It could be very interesting because maybe the IG report on the Russian hoax and 
what the inspector general found out about the intelligence communities and the FBI and uh, the FISA warrants. All that will probably be out by the time President Trump speaks to us at the Donald Trump uh, rally as he's rallying people and helping out Lieutenant Governor Tate Reeves to be governor of the state of Mississippi. And saying all of that, I do want to play a clip from Steve Scalise, the minority whip for Republicans, who was talking about this House impeachment progress, uh, what's going on there. And so let me just play this for you so you'll understand sort of where we are right now of all the uh, impeachment coming out of Democrats' mouth. Take a listen to uh, Steve Scalise, Jason Shavitz. Uh, was filling, filling in for Sean Hannity, I believe this was last Friday night, and listen to what the uh, minority whip had to say. Whip Scalise, I've, I've got to ask you this question. It, it, it runs in parallel because you heard earlier Mr. Clapper trying to say, oh, well, there's all this heat on these, on these people in the Trump administration because of impeachment. Now, what I don't understand, I wrote an op-ed for Fox News, what I don't understand is three times the Democrats tried to bring impeachment up to the floor of House and three times it was defeated, including in July of 2019. So how is it that anybody can actually call it an impeachment proceeding when the last floor action that happened was a defeat of this? There were 137 Democrats that voted against proceeding with impeachment. That's the last action on the floor of the House. It is, Jason. And in fact, if you look at Nancy Pelosi's actions, she's scared to death of having a full vote on the House floor on even starting an impeachment inquiry, which, by the way, is how every other impeachment inquiry, the other three into previous presidents have been done in the history of our country. And so she's trying to shield her vulnerable members because they can't go back home right now and talk about what they've done. They are now the party of impeachment, and that's all they have to show. In fact, uh, they have more subpoenas that this House has issued under Pelosi than bills that this house has gotten signed into law under Pelosi's. I mean, you think about that. More subpoenas than bills signed into law by Pelosi's house. That's a failure of leadership. And so all they want to do is just badger the president. They've investigated him for over two years with the Mueller investigation. They thought that was going to be their ticket. And it turned out there was nothing uh, that was charged. Mueller had full authority, whether it was for collusion, for obstruction. None of that happened. And in fact, it was Schiff leading charge saying that he had more than circumstantial evidence of collusion or, or you know, of, of any kind of collusion with Russia. And it never existed. Congressman Scalise is correct. What uh, Congressman Shifty Schiff had to say and said what he had, well, he didn't. He lied to the American people. He lied to Congress. He lied to everyone. And I just hope the people of California will uh, give him a ticket home, get him out of the uh, Congress. We don't need liars like uh, Shifty Schiff. But I will say that this whole thing, and you see a lot of smoke and all this about the impeachment, it is nothing more than a political arm of the 2020 presidential election. The Democrats are... They're gambling that they can pull down the poll numbers of Donald Trump. They can't impeach him because if they impeach him, I stand corrected, the House can impeach him, but he has to go to trial in the Senate, and he has to have 20 Republican senators turn against him. And that's not going to happen. Shouldn't happen. I mean, if the Republicans are stupid enough to 
have some minor thing that's coming up to impeach the president. Listen, remember, Barack Obama, he did the DACA deal. He It wasn't a deal. He declared DACA law, law of the land. He cannot make laws. The executive branch cannot make laws. Only the Congress can. But Barack Obama made a law to keep DACA. You might think it's a great thing, but the president, the executive does not have power to make the law. And the Supreme Court is going to look at this. If they give the president power to make the law, hang on, because President Trump, he can use that too. And take that, liberals. But, I mean, when you talk about impeachment, anything that Donald Trump has done is minuscule to declaring law from the executive branch, which Barack Obama did. Now, that's impeachable, in my opinion, but nobody would bring it up. But now, let's go back to what we're, we're talking about as far as the uh, what uh, Congressman Scalise was saying. The House impeachment process, it's, we know it's flawed. It's being done in secret. Nothing has ever been done like this before. And just like former Congressman Shavitz was saying when he asked the question, they've had three votes, and it's gone nowhere. So what power does the uh, speaker have to just declare an impeachment inquiry. I mean, is that is that provided for in House rules? Is that constitutional to declare a one-sided impeachment inquiry where there's nothing, no no due process for anyone? The president is not above the law, but he sure as heck is not below the law either. And right now they're treating him, uh, stripping him of the rights of an American citizen for due process. But that's the Democrats. That's the far-left wingers. And that's what they're doing. And now, we, we've we got to get... i got to move on because I want you to hear some from uh, Donald Trump Jr. and what he had to say down in the great state of Mississippi. And I do want to tell you that this, this uh, show, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, has got some insights you won't hear anywhere else just like we're going to tell you about don jr just uh, in oxford mississippi we're going to tell you some exclusives from the trump rally in tupelo next week a lot of exciting things going on so i'm glad you're listening to us tell your friends and neighbors because we're going to uh, do some things hear some things give commentary here that you won't hear anywhere else so we are glad you're listening to us continue to tell your friends and neighbors and let me remind you you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're glad you're listening. And everything uh, that's going on this week, everything on this show has something to do about 2020. And it's more than just vision 2020. It's about the direction of our country. And by a thread of a hair, we got things turned around in 2016. But even the Republicans, look at what Paul Ryan could have done. But he fought the president. He did not fight the Democrats. He fought the president. He fought the White House in so many ways. And, you know, in that weakness, it, it caused the Russian hoax was talked about like it was truth over and over and over. So the only illegitimate election was the one in 2018. Because the media and the Democrats and they they were talking like Trump would be going to jail any day because everyone I say I don't mean the word everyone 
But everyone who listened to the mainstream media, the majority of them, were thinking that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. Many think of it about that to this day. And that's one reason why everything's done in secret with this impeachment inquiry, because they want to cherry pick words they want out. They don't want the truth out. They want the numbers, the favorability numbers of President Trump to go down, down, down. They got a playbook. They did against George W. Bush. They've done it when people ran like George, uh, of uh, like <clears throat> John McCain and like Mitt Romney. They they have the playbook to knock down favorability numbers. And talking about Mitt Romney, let me just say his his uh, crusade or whatever you want to call it against Donald Trump. It is sickening. We got behind Mitt Romney. I did. Others who had some hesitations about his candidacy, but when he won the nomination, we got behind him 100%. We gave him our loyalty. We gave him our work. We gave him our hard-earned money to make sure that he could try to beat Barack Obama. He didn't. But we got behind him. Where's his loyalty to the party that gave him the Republican nomination? Where's his loyalty? Where's his uh, pat on the back for those who helped him in his time of need? I say the same thing about John McCain, the late John McCain. He's passed away. I'm not going to say anything bad about him now. But I tell you, he could have punctured the balloon of Obamacare and had gone down like the Hindenburg uh, helium balloon, but I'm telling you that um, I, I just I just don't understand Mitt Romney. The the same people who caused his, accused him of killing people, accused one of the nicest men to ever run for president of the United States that he it was a killer. That he was a, a animal abuser and and uh, misogyny. Uh, all these things they accused him of to make sure he didn't win the uh, presidency. And these same people he is working with to uh, to belittle President Trump. Unbelievable. Where's your loyalty, Mitt Romney? Now, let me remind you, we got a book at, right here. Doc Holliday has a book called Bedrock Truths. You need to know about the Bedrock Truths. I wrote that along with Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarland. And you can get that book right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can look at the book cover there and it'll take you right to the page www.docholiday.org you can go there other books we got there for sale love to get you a copy and glad you're listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics hey don jr was in town told you about that now take a listen to some of the people in the past in the mainstream media let me just play you a few clips and and of uh people in the mainstream media talking about Don Jr. President's uh, oldest son is coming to his father's defense. Donald Trump Jr. is talking to ABC News about the Russia investigation, who his father can trust, and about the possibility of serving time over that 2016 Trump Tower meeting. Your father has denied reports that he's worried that you might be in legal jeopardy because of the Mueller investigation. But are you scared that you could go to jail? I, I'm not, because I know what I did, and I'm not worried about any of that. You know, that doesn't mean they won't try to create something. I mean, we've seen that happen with everything. But, um, you know, again, I'm not. With me now, Bob Cusack, the editor-in-chief of The Hill, and Shannon Pettypiece, uh, White House reporter for Bloomberg News. Guys, welcome to both of you. And um, 
Bob, to you first. D- does it sound like Don Jr. is almost uh, resigned to the fact that he might go to jail? Well, I'm not so sure resigned, but he's, like his father, very defiant uh, and, and taking uh, a page from his playbook of going after Robert Mueller, saying basically that he'll go after him no matter what and that they want to get him and that there is a bit of a witch hunt here. So I think that you know, the, the, this is troubled, troubled, troubling time for the president right now because uh, the circle of people who have turned on him Michael Flynn, there's possibly Manafort, uh, uh, Cohn, Michael Cohn, his lawyer. I mean, this is this is a troubling fall for for Trump. And this that's why that's why Republicans in Congress are very nervous, uh, because all of this is happening kind of the worst time for them. Remember some of this back during the Russian hoax investigation and the media piled on, they piled on and they piled on. They tried to tear down Donald Trump Jr. and uh, listen to. This clip with Wolf Blitzer talking to Congressman Steve Cohen from Memphis, Tennessee, not far away from where I live. And you remember, he's he's the chicken man. He he brought a, a whole uh, bucket load of uh, Popeye's chicken to Congress to say President Trump was chicken. Well, here's Mr. Chicken right here. Take a listen to him. It was Donald Jr. I think you're going to probably see indictments of both of those people. Actual indictments from from Mueller specifically against who? Against Donald Jr. and against Jared Kushner. You think both of them are going to be indicted by Mueller? I think that's entirely possible, and I think the president's going to go totally off his rocker. Uh, not that he's on it now, and and then issue pardons. What what kind of charges could be leveled? Well, I think they were probably the people that were in connection with the Russians and. In, in, in conspiracy to uh, uh, affect the elections. But do you have specific evidence uh, that, uh, that cause no, you're I can't a say, very serious, no, it's a very serious charge. It's, it's a serious charge, Wolf, and time will, will show whether I'm correct or not, but I believe I am correct, and if you see it, as we've said before, if it, if it walks like a duck, if it swims like a duck, and if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck, and you can see where it's going. Well, Steve Cohen, Congressman Steve Cohen, I can just say, you, that's a bunch of chicken squat. <laughs> and Mr. Chicken, you're the one that's scared. And let's just bring Donald Trump Jr. in here. I'm going to let you listen to about uh, four or five minutes of what he spoke at just uh, last week in Oxford, Mississippi, when uh, he was down to help Tate Reeves run for governor and get elected in the state of Mississippi. And uh, his dad's coming. President Trump's coming this week. So take a listen to Don Jr., and then we'll wind up the show. or copies, whatever you want to say, these days, God only knows, they're confused, but we're not, are we? We're not, are we? And I'll tell you, there's one person who's not confused, and that is Donald Trump Jr. Me too, me. Okay. So, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, thank you, Mississippi. Is it good to be back here? I love seeing some young kids out here learning a little bit about politics and fighting for conservative values. We got enough young kids that are brainwashed with that level of crap that they're spreading up north, so it's good to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, guys, we got a year and two weeks where we need you all fighting. Okay, we need you fighting for Tate for the next 12 days, and then we need you fighting for us, for yourselves, for your kids, for your grandkids, and for America for the next year. I think I'm pretty good here. And uh, I, I remember uh, when I came down to the Neshoba County Fair in 16. Governor Brian, it was it was a great time. I walked around like, oh, this is crowded. What do you think it's like here? What he goes, it's about 99.9% Trump. The other guy is really confused. Yes, and we, we had such an awesome time. And that's, you know, where, where I realized I probably fit in here a lot better than I do in the People's Republic of New York, where I live and I'm from. But, well, when you're into the stuff that I'm into, I end up being here a lot more often. I end up being in places like this with, you know, the Rust Belt all the way down to the South, being a hunter, a fisherman, a competitive shooter, uh, all of those things. You know, it brings me to this part of the world, and that's what I realized, because unlike the Democrats, it's hard to believe, right? That the rich guy from New York City, the son of a billionaire, could actually have an understanding what like the real hard-working men and women of this country actually want, but we got it because we spent time there. My dad got it because he actually learned with and from those people as a builder, actually doing things. Not just talking, but actually being a man of action. Right? No one understands the irony better than me that the brash billionaire from New York was able to come into the hard-working portions of this country and speak to those people, not at them. We've been getting a lot of lectures these days, guys, and honestly, I'm sick of it. We're told we're terrible people. We're told we're racists for things that have nothing to do with race. We're told we're hypocritical. We're told we're every name in the book for believing in God, for believing in the Second Amendment, for wanting Americans to actually live their American dream. When did this happen? Right? Where, I mean, I turn it on, it's funny, man. I, I turn on the TV shows in the morning. These are terrible people. They don't want to support people in far off countries that hate your guts, they hate your freedom, they hate your religion, they hate everything about you. Yeah. <laughs> but we're supposed to take better care of them than we are our veterans. Yeah. We're supposed to take better care of them than we do actual Americans. We should take American taxpayer dollars and make sure they have everything they could possibly want when the people that are actually contributing that pot don't. Yeah. And guys, I've had enough of it. Yeah. Look at the just look at the Democrat debates, because I get, I, to come to a, this part of the country, all over, whether it's here, whether it's up north, in the Rust Belt, I get it. There's a lot of Democrat history, there's a lot of tradition, and I can't tell you in 2016 how many times I heard from people, you know, Don, you know, we're with you, but if my grandfather knew I was voting for a Republican, he'd be rolling over in his grave. Yeah, come on. There's a great history of that here, right? 
about. And I get it. And I understand the history. I asked these guys. Okay. I understand fully. What would your grandfather say about today's Democrat Party? What would he say about today's Democrat Party platform? He'd be rolling up for his grave, that's what I said. Welcome aboard. But it takes that to get it, because it is hard to overcome that history. It is hard to overcome that tradition. This, way, this isn't your grandfather's Democrat Party anymore. Right? We've seen what? In four sets of debates, the last debate, they spent more time talking about Donald Trump's Twitter account than they did about China. Well, Don Jr. went on and he told a couple of stories I never heard before, and talking about his uh, his mother was uh, from uh, Czechoslovakia, and and she uh, her parents would make sure that Don Jr. got to go back to what was at that time behind the Iron Curtain, and and stand in those bread lines. He saw people standing in the bread lines. And this is back before the uh, iron uh, curtain fell down, and I'm telling you, he knows some of these things. He's he got more knowledge of the dangers of socialism and communism than uh, anybody in the Democratic Party. It seems like so. It was really interesting to hear Don Jr. Like I said, coming down the son of a billionaire who identifies. And his dad connects to the working people. That's why he's called the blue-collar billionaire. Donald Trump makes a connection. If you don't believe it, go to one of his rallies. And I'll be going to that next week. And so I'll give you some reports. It's coming up, uh, Tupelo Rally, November 1st in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. So Doc Holliday's planning to be there. We'll get you some first-hand reports. And for next week's show, I can't wait to see what happens between now and then. And we'll be back next week with a show that you'll really want to hear. And tell others about Don Jr. and what he said right here in the state of Mississippi. If you want to hear the whole speech he gave, it's about uh, 35 minutes or so. It should be somewhere on YouTube or on Facebook. And uh, next week, another great show. We'll tell you about the Trump rally right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting politics. Thanks for joining us today and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit docholiday.org. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week.